This is Kathy. And this is Charity. And you're listening to Macchiato Moms at Midnight. At Midnight. I'm going to start singing that part. At Midnight. <laughs> like the hotel commercials. Or it's not a hotel commercial. What is it? Singlesonly.com. <laughs> at Midnight. Yeah. Macchiato Moms. <laughs> Maybe we're not allowed to do that only. If you that, uh, Yeah, yeah. probably not. That can't be like the same tone inflection. <laughs> yeah. Well, it probably wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely was Definitely. not. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Just so you know, you guys, I'm pronouncing words wrong tonight, so <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> uh, so, Charity, how has your beginning... It's a Monday, you guys. Monday. It's a Monday. So, how was your Monday? It's a Monday, and I actually work now, so I'm like, I hate Mondays again. <laughs> Normally, people be talking about Mondays, and yeah. like, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, like, I hate Mondays. <laughs> it's just the same thing. Yeah. No, I really like my job. It's just, like, Mondays are hard. It's just, you, you gotta, gotta get, get up back and get into ready, routine. and then you gotta get your kids yeah. to school, and then mm-hmm. you gotta get to work on time. I hate Mondays because of school, and I don't hate Mondays because yeah. of work. <laughs> yeah. That's just the school part. And Luca this morning was like, crying when I woke her up because she was saying she was so tired and I don't know how because we all fell asleep at like 8 30 we were yeah. in bed early yeah I texted you at like 9 and you never replied no. <laughs> I we just all passed out yeah. and then I got up and I was like man I feel great <laughs> it was just falling uh-huh. I was like, what the heck is happening she has a case of the Mondays yeah. <laughs> Elise says that every day <laughs> gosh no she's Monday Monday. <laughs> At least every time I go into the bedroom to wake her up in the morning. I always try to do it super gentle and like just lay down next to her and cuddle her and be like, it's time to get up. And she goes, no, you be quiet. <laughs> and I'm like, love you too, honey. <laughs> Luca always just asks for five more minutes. She's like, can I just have five more minutes? <laughs> I always say yes the first time. But like after that five minutes, I come in like, Lights okay, on, wake sirens up. going up. It is time to get up. <laughs> Your five minutes is over. I like that the lights out now earlier because I'll just open up the window. Oh, the way. Yeah. I'm like, there you go, wake up. <laughs> I should actually open the window and let the wind blow in. That'll wake her up. Yeah, it's a good idea, especially if it's raining. <laughs> it's never gonna rain again. It's been I know. So hot. Yeah, it's supposed to rain in two days. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's Oregon. There you go. Yes. <sighs> How's your Monday? Um, it was good. Uh, no, it wasn't good. <laughs> no, it was awful. Actually, <laughs> no, actually, it was good and bad. This morning, I went. To, I was getting up to go to a our mom's group that mm. we have at our church, and um, we, I had to go to the store to get things for it. I had to get juice, so I ran, I was like Johnny, we're gonna rush in there, get juice, and get it out because I had like ten minutes to get there. <laughs> and so I'm, we go in and we go down to get the juice. And Johnny sees I hate I hate that stores do this that they put things at the end of the aisles that kids want. Okay, <laughs> toys or the things hanging <laughs> in the aisle. There's a ball. Johnny flips out wants a ball. No, but this time it was candy, and it's nine in the morning. And he's like wants these gummy worms. And I said no. And he just lost it. He lost his freaking mind. He never throws fits like that in the store. Like, I mean, he he did a while ago, like a year ago, when he's like barely two. Yeah. But <clears throat> he never does like things like that anymore. And he just lost it. And I just had to pick him up because he was like trying to pull out my arms and go back and get it. And I had to pick him up, take him to the U scan. I'm checking out. He's screaming. A lady tries to hand him a balloon. 
And he says no. Because he's mid-tantrum. Mm-hmm. And he's like, when he's mid-tantrum, yeah. nothing will appease him. Except for if I just squeeze him, I have to like hold him still until he just straight jackets. <laughs> yes. But I can't do that in the middle of the store. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So he, he said no. And the lady went to hand it to me. And I'm like, no. If he's going to act like that, he's not getting a balloon. And then he's like, I want a balloon. And I'm like, nope. We just checked out, ran out to my car, parked right up front, thank goodness. But I'm trying to get him in the car, and he's trying to run away back into the store to get his balloon. And I'm like, no. And a lady comes by. She's like, do you need help? We want me to hold something for you. And Which was nice. Like, people never do that anymore. So it was nice. But I was like, no, thank you. He will get in the car. (laughs) He will. (laughs) So I just... I just opened the door and like shoved him in there and closed it real quick. And he stood there crying mad, but I don't know what it was about. So that was a great way to start my morning. Mm -hmm. I haven't been to the mom's group, you know, Mm -hmm. for like three months. And I'm like, maybe I'm not supposed to go. Yeah, he was like, we're not supposed to go to this. Yeah. Uh, He probably just got too much sun yesterday. Gosh, yeah, he was tired. So he took a two and a half hour nap. So he was really tired. (laughs) Mm. But yeah, that, and he did that kind of off and on all day. So it was kind of tough, but Mm. I handled it pretty good. I was like, thank you, God. (laughs) Thank you, God, for giving me patience. And then dance class. Mondays are always busy. Dance class. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking dance class. <laughs> Gosh. Luca had jujitsu today. You know, I always try to avoid the owners. Mm-hmm. They're really nice people and they do a great job. But I just don't want to talk about like, our where you been? <laughs> where have you been? <laughs> just Somebody got my, cancer or something? Just take my <laughs> money and then if I skip, don't talk to me about yeah. it. You already have the money. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> yeah. And Olga came up behind me and she patted me on the back and she goes, hey, how are you? And I like, she was tall because I was sitting there. So I was like, hey. <laughs> it just got really awkward. And yeah. she goes, how was Luca? And Luca was doing so well until, of course, somebody asks me about her. And so I look at her to be like, how is she doing? And she's just dancing. Oh, and I was like, well, she's, well, she's being Luca. She's, <laughs> so, yeah. She's, she's doing Why that. Why don't you just watch? Yep. She's out there. <laughs> We're here. Because I don't want to talk about it. We're here. Don't judge us. <laughs> yeah. We made it. This is why we don't come very exactly. often. Well, why do they have things for kids who are five years old that are at six o'clock? I don't. Uh, that's a good question. That's yeah. so Elise's is 5.30 to 6.30 and it's like we barely have enough time to eat dinner and go. I mean, most nights we have to eat dinner after and then Elise is beat. I can't imagine doing an hour. Oh. Ours is only half an hour and I hate that half yes. an hour. Yes, yeah. It's and half of it is tap, and then half is ballet. And um, I've never... I always thought I'm going to be one of those moms who will love to take my kids and have them do things like that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Because as a kid, I didn't really get to do a whole lot because we didn't have the money for it. So I had to pick like sports that school... Mm-hmm. It was like 20 bucks to be on the team, you know? Yeah. But that was it. <laughs> so I didn't get to do a whole lot. And so I was like, I'm going to let them do whatever they want. And uh, she hates it. I hate it. <laughs> and I don't want to do anything ever. That's where we're at. <laughs> See, they have this figured out. <laughs> Holy goodness. That's a cat. That's a cat. The whole She's scared by the backpack that my husband left on the ground. <laughs> uh, they have like a pretty good racket going for these things because they make you sign up for things that, first of all, cost more money. Mm-hmm. We pay $200 a month for jujitsu. They then make you sign a contract. We yep. are in a year contract of paying $200 mm-hmm. a month. We have 
like two months left. Yep. And I like let like what I, are we gonna do with that money? I, like, what are we gonna do with that time? <laughs> yes, time, money. We're just gonna go on a vacation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the whole, like when we were signing up for it, you had to pay five hundred dollars up front, and then the two hundred dollar payment that month. And like when I was writing the check, I was thinking, this is a bad idea. Seven hundred dollars. Why am I writing this check? And Cody was so jazzed about it. And I was like, that makes me want to throw up. I guess we'll figure it out. <laughs> I guess we'll figure it out. I need new wood floors charity. <laughs> if you wanted to just throw money away, you could have given it to me. I didn't want to throw it away. <laughs> Cody wanted to throw it away. Talk to him. Well, and then what's so like the hilarity behind it is like Cody is the one. I do not get stressed out about money. I mm-hmm. always just feel like what happens will happen and we'll yeah. figure it out. And that is a new thing for me. So just like God. started this year. Like yeah. really God has helped like, you be that way. Eh. God will provide. And Cody is so stressed out about money all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you remember that one time that I was like, should we sign our daughter up for jujitsu and pay $200 a month? And you were like, yes, <laughs> yeah, we this should. This is an investment for her future. <laughs> yeah. That does not help. Finances. No. no. Well, July 17th is like the last. Yes. That's when we get to Happy end birthday it. to you. Yes, yeah. that's right after my yeah. birthday. And I don't know, like, do we have to call them and say we're not coming back? Or does it just end? See ya. And I have to figure it out. But Luca, one of the times that Debbie took her to jujitsu, Olga asked her if she was liking it. And Luca said, yeah, but I'm doing dance instead of jujitsu. <laughs> so, like, I feel like maybe they know. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she probably would like the um, acrobatic Well, dance I'm not doing dance if I have to be there for an hour on Mondays. So Luke is going to have to get up for that and just yep. do a summer camp. <laughs> it's an hour. Elise wants to do the camps, and I'm like, no, that's 125 bucks for a week of crafts and snacks. I'll I'll give you that. <laughs> She's like, we also dress up. I'm like, yeah, so do you every night <laughs> yeah. at our house. That's been a big issue in our house lately is dressing up. Because I have been doing so much laundry. Oh, because they just go through it in the laundry. Up. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, it's been a trigger for me lately. Yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> from Thursday we had, uh, what, what, no, it was Saturday that you guys were over and the mm-hmm. kids, but I had three dresses in the laundry. I'm like, they only wore these for like twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think Elise just goes and throws them in there. Ah, that's what my kids do. <sighs> Delilah. If she puts on a pair of socks and changes her mind immediately that she wants to wear a different pair of socks, that pair that she had on for that or one no, second <laughs> will go into the... And she is very, like, OCD about it. Oh, my God. I can picture her doing she, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these are dirty! She, we've gotten in fights about, oh like, but I've had to pretend to put them up and then like, just put them in there when she's not watching me. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll go put them in there. Put it in your pocket. <laughs> Freaking kids. Oh, they're little, uh, they're just little monsters. (laughs) They're just little dictators. Like, I want it my way. That's what all it was today. Every single thing Johnny threw a fit about because he wanted it his way. And I'm just like, dude, you're going to (laughs) learn. It's mama's way and it's God's way. (laughs) Nothing else until you was 18. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and Daddy's way. He wasn't there, so (laughs) it doesn't count. I hate to think of Delilah at 18. I've got time. Uh, I've got time to, like... Well, once they're 18, you're just like, hey, you're not my responsibility, right? (laughs) Doesn't that... Isn't that how it works? That's what they say. (laughs) I don't know. Doubt it. (laughs) 
gosh. I did I did learn something cool today though that it's I think could be a good segue into our actual topic. Uh I was just reading more in-depth things about the Holy Spirit and our we're going to get to it but the last thing that we're going to talk about is Jesus and why he's important. And I was reading about how they say the Holy Spirit descended upon him when he was baptized like a dove. Mhm. So when they the Hebrew term when they talk about that when they talk about him hovering over Jesus mm-hmm. is ruach and that is the only term that's used in the Old Testament to describe the Holy Spirit like in the beginning when he's hovering over the waters and then there's mm-hmm. three other times I can't remember what they are but there's three other times that they say ruach mm-hmm. ruha not ruach ruach is spirit ruha and that in the Old Testament what they're talking about with the Holy Spirit the Hebrew term is to be hovering like a bird Mm, yeah. And then yeah. they talk about him being a dove and descending. Yeah. And I was like, what the what? Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. I love that. I and I love when books like use the birds as like a symbol symbol of like either a loved one or something mm-hmm. like that. Because I, I, I really like do feel like. Ravens? Yeah. There's a certain bird. I know in the Outlander series, there's a bird that. Um, one of the main characters sees Claire. Mm. She sees a bird, and it reminds her of her lover, Jamie, who she's separated from. No spoiler alerts here. <laughs> <laughs> but she sees a bird, and I can't even remember what type of bird. But a bird is a bird to me. <laughs> I'm like, there's a red bird, there's a blue bird, there's yeah. a brown bird. <laughs> there's a bird with lots of colors. <laughs> but uh, I just love that because I just... I see it in the Bible, mm-hmm. bird being a symbol of the Holy Spirit, you know. Um, and I also love that a dove went out and found, oh, found the it. olive branch mm-hmm. after the flood. I think that might actually be yeah. one, one of the times. It's like, was that the Holy Spirit in the, the dove showing him well, where to go? Crow, didn't it come back? Yeah. <laughs> now the crow's associated with death. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody hates crows. <laughs> Well, they are annoying too. Yeah. <laughs> they're squawking and they're uh, scavenging. They're like uh, seagulls. So, in this episode, what are you looking up? I'm looking up the bird that symbolics dead people. Oh, <laughs> I'm just not finding it. I just feel like it can be any bird. Yeah, I'm thinking sparrow, but I think I'm thinking sparrow because oh, of the song. Yeah, like, his eyes mm-hmm. are on a sparrow. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys know, feel free to message us. There you go. Because <laughs> we are stumped. <laughs> um, the last two ep- uh, So the last two episodes, we discussed the Holy Spirit and the role he plays in the Old Testament and then um, in Jesus' ministry in the New Testament. And so this episode, we're going pretty deep here. This didn't go... Like, I thought I was just going to be like, okay, this is where what Paul... T- Paul tells us how to live in the Holy Spirit, and it kind of evolved into other things. Mm-hmm. So, um, in this one, we are going to be talking about um, the laws and commandments of the Old Testament, which that seems like it's a little bit far from the Holy Spirit, but it all ties together. Mm-hmm. And then how they point us to a need for a Savior, and why Jesus was the answer that has helped us overcome this eternal battle of our flesh and our spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what the name of our episode is, is the eternal battle. Because, in case you didn't know, we are in an eternal war until the, uh, Jesus comes back. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, so, to dive right in, we're going to talk about first the laws and the old, the laws and commandments in the Old Testament. I guess laws and commandments are the same thing, pretty yeah. much in the Torah. Yeah. Well, I think that one of the things that I was reading when I was just looking up like history of mm-hmm. it is the actual meaning. Like when we say law or Torah, it like you hear that. I'm. Well, I remember hearing it. People might be not as like sensitive as I am. <laughs> but I remember hearing that growing up and being like, they just want to tell me what to do. Like they yeah. just want to tell me mm-hmm. what to do, and I don't want to listen. Yeah. But the actual like meaning when they say that the Hebrew translation is guidance or teaching, and it's supposed to be like a loving guidance. Yes. And a loving teaching. Yes. Yes. So I think that's important to get into your head before we go. <laughs> yes. Well, and it it comes back around because yeah, it it will. We'll get into it. Yeah. So, just start, start with knowing it's loving. Yes. Because we're going to go into a lot Kathy's of... Kathy's going to throw out some big numbers. Yeah. There. So, because this can be overwhelming, but there's a total of 613 commandments in the... It's actually... I said the Old Testament, but it's actually just the Torah. So, mm-hmm. that's the first, first five, five books, books of the Bible. Um, that's what the Jewish people consider their laws um, for their religion. Um and you know like their guidance of how to live a good life but um there's 365 do not commandments so do not do this and there's 248 do commandments do this Mm -hmm. um these commandments cover all aspects of life relationship to god family community um sacrifices there's very detailed laws about there's and commandments about how they do their sacrifices Mm -hmm. government war which I thought was interesting. Um, Idolatry, agriculture, diet, business, finances, justice, and forbidden relationships, and just kind of like, there's a whole bunch more, obviously, Mm because there's 613, but just, it's a guide, it's just a guide on how to live your whole life, pretty much, and Mm -hmm. um, what's right and what's wrong. Um, So the law was meant to be man's guardian and tutor, um, it was God's divine instruction and right living, without, without which man wouldn't have no moral bl- blueprint of what is right and wrong for holy living. Mm-hmm. Um, and the law is a mirror of God's character, which I, as I was going into this, I was just like, yeah, like he's not asking us to do anything that he doesn't do himself. Um, he's just way better at it than us because <laughs> he's perfect. But... <laughs> Um, so I have some scriptures here that kind of talk about God and um, just how great he is. The rock, his work is perfect. All his ways are just. A faithful God without bias. He is righteous and true. That's Deuteronomy 32.4. Charity, you want to read the other one? Yeah. Uh, but the Lord of armies is exalted by his justice. And the holy God shows that he is holy through his righteousness. Isaiah 5.16. So righteousness, in case you don't... Like, I hear that long word and it kind of just makes me go... <laughs> I don't know. It just... I It doesn't, like, click for me. But I had somebody explain it as it's right living. Mm-hmm. It's just right living. And so every time I see that now, I just replace it with... Through his right living, you know, <laughs> well, it I just helps it click better. For yeah, me. and that's one of those words that I feel like with people who aren't like don't go to church or aren't religious, they hear righteousness and they're like, 
the uh, church going. It like gags so you. Right. So self-righteous yeah, is exactly. what they think of. Exactly. You know, and uh, God is self-righteous because he is He's God. completely right. He's, he's completely good. He's the author good. of all life. He, if anybody can be self-righteous, it's him. But he's not in a prideful way. Mm. He just is like, I am what I am. Mm. <laughs> he literally does say that. I am. <laughs> but um, so there's a quote from R.C. Sproul. And he, um, honestly, you guys, I don't know if it's a he or she. I just found the quote and it, I liked it. So, <laughs> but uh, I'm assuming it's a he. Man, yeah. The law reflects the will of the lawgiver, and in that regard, it is intensely personal. The law reflects to the creature the perfect will of the Creator, and at the same time, reveals the character of that being whose law it is. The law of God proceeds from God's being and reflects his character. And I, I loved that. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, he is giving us his law, his will of how he wants things to be. Um, so when we are study God's law, we are learning the way God thinks and behaves. And when he, we follow God's law, we are becoming more like God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's being righteous. So, um, that is what we should be aiming for. And that is not always what we can't, we can't do it. We can't Mm -hmm. do it on our own. Um, so. Yeah. And I think that's, that's like kind of, that's like the point. Yes. (laughs) The point of it is that like, it's not to go, God isn't saying, I think it's hard without the context of what life was like back then. Yeah. But for us now, God isn't saying, read this and do every single thing like this. Sacrifice right a bird every like right now. two days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do it now and be perfect at it. Yeah. yeah, no, it's supposed to, like the point of God doing this is him getting a message across to us about how broken we are and how incapable we are to truly obey, like truly obey him and how like much we need him to transform mm-hmm. our heart, transform our hearts. To be able to love and serve him. Mm-hmm. And like these laws, like we have like the big chunk. There's a big chunk, the first set, the book of the covenant. Um, and I think Exodus, yeah, Exodus 20, 23, don't make any other gods to be alongside me. Do not make for yourself gods of silver or gods of gold. Like that really speaks to their heart at the time. Yeah. <clears throat> and they wanted something really tangible. Yeah, something <laughs> like, they could see and touch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then just from there, like every time there was rebellion or some disobedience, mm-hmm. we got more laws. Like yeah, just just can't. He's help like, ourselves. okay, you guys, now I gotta tell you, don't do this. Exactly, <laughs> do this. Well, and if you think about it like that, just in any society is how it works. <sighs> yeah, like if you go and you see like Oregon law O R two five seven moda, it'll say wear a seatbelt and then under it it'll say why we now have to wear a seatbelt like yeah. it gives the instance as what what rebellion if you will happened yeah happened to have the law. yeah yeah well people do stupid things and then laws have to be made to keep people from continuing to do those stupid things yeah which is why we have the book of numbers <laughs> yes yes gosh <laughs> so the law is also used to convert the soul um, so, so you look at the law and you're like, man, I need help in this. I can't do this on my own. So it brings us to repentance because we realize how helpless we are. And, um, this kind of prepared people for Christ that, and who came and died. 
Um, but the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Psalms 19.7. So it kind of like opens your eyes. It awakens your soul to see your condition pretty much. I think that's kind of like the straw that breaks the camel back also on the other end. Like people think that they can't do it on their own. So their mm-hmm. pride takes over and they want to do something that they can do on their own. So they and that's turn away. They turn their backs. Yeah. Yeah. The law of the Lord is perfect and nobody can be perfect. And so it revives your soul. You see your need and then you go, but I can't do that. I can't mm-hmm. measure up to that because they're forgetting, forgetting the rest. The rest. Mm-hmm. And so they go, I can't do that or I don't want to put the work in. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't measure up to that. Bye. Yeah. So if you're at that spot, keep listening. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to why you don't need to feel that way. <laughs> um, again, the law revealed humanity's sin and gives people the knowledge of their own sin. Jerry, you want to read that? Romans 3. Uh, now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are subject to the law, so that every mouth may be shut and the whole world may become subject to God's judgment. For no one will be justified in his sight by the works of the law, because the knowledge of sin comes through the law. Romans three nineteen and 20. Mm-hmm. So you're not justified by your works, but your knowledge of sin comes through the law. So you can't, you can't like outrun your sin, because all of the law is supposed to do is tell you, yeah, you're sinful. <laughs> it's not you, okay, now you don't do all those things, and you do what the law says, and mm-hmm. then you're good. No, because the only purpose of the law is to, again, be a guidance to mm-hmm. us, a teacher, to awaken our soul and kind of prepare us for Christ and then reveal our sin. It's yeah. not to save us. Yeah, and the, I think, and that's what, like, what I was saying about it being a teaching or a guiding. We're not supposed to feel like we have to take it all on. I mean, how many of us got through math and can look back now and be like, I did everything perfect in math, and I passed it with flying colors. Like, that's what this makes me think of. And now I'm good, and I will always remember it. Yeah. The teacher wasn't trying to make us perfect. Mm -hmm. They were trying to give us an understanding of it. Yeah. And that's what God was doing it. We had the covenant law, and then the Ten Commandments came with more laws to flesh out what it meant to be, like, how you were supposed to be living out the covenant law. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like, like you said, it gives you an understanding. The math teacher's... Well, the law gives you an understanding of God, mm-hmm. and that's why he he had that there. Is he said he wanted his people to know this is who I am, mm-hmm. and this is what I want for you. This is what I want for the world. This is how it was supposed to be, mm-hmm. and uh, that's all the law was there for. It wasn't to make them, you know, feel burdened or feel guilty. Like all the times that they would, you know, Israel every time they would realize they really were not living the law and they would turn around and just mourn and weep mm. and God would be like stop weeping <laughs> yeah just let's just do it just do it better now mm-hmm. yeah yeah just like when your kids are frustrated because they're not doing like Elise she always gets really upset when she can't do something the right way mm. and she will just f- cry and I'm like Elise don't cry about it just practice, practice. yeah just calm down, think clearly, and try your best. Yeah. That's all you can do. And if you keep practicing it, if you keep practicing the law, if you keep trying to live like God, you will do it. You'll get better mm-hmm. at it. And But you need an important key ingredient in that. And mm-hmm. we'll get there. <laughs> 
keep thinking love. <laughs> keep thinking love. Love. Well, yeah, no, and I guess this is a good segue. Mm-hmm. So if we're able to look at, like, the overall arc of the story. I used to think when people would say, um, I don't even remember how Redeemers asks the question, like, what is, what's the overall Christian story is what they say. And people would always bring in, like, some mm-hmm. Old Testament, and I would always think, like, why are we doing this? Is this even yeah. necessary? This starts in the yeah. New Testament, <laughs> yeah. people. The Christian story is only the New Testament. <laughs> yeah. uh, but when you look at the overall story, mm-hmm. God's love and his own fulfillment of his law, like, is complete and shown in Jesus mm-hmm. in giving us a Savior. Yep. Yep. And that... I mean, we need Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And people just look at the law and think, well, this is just here to weigh you down and keep you from living the life you want to live. Mm-hmm. And really, it was absolutely not. It was there to... Give us life to the fullest. <laughs> yeah. Give us life to the fullest. And also, it was where to prepare us for Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, God knew that we could not fulfill the law mm-hmm. on our own. And so, it was there to prepare us. For his coming. So, when we look at God, or look at the law, and how good and righteous God is, and how humanity time and time again fails to measure up and follow God's commandments, we see our need for Christ and his sacrifice. We, You see our need for our helper, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's our helper. So, why though? Why can't we do what is good and right without God's help? And the answer is, and when I was looking this up, you guys, this blowed my mind because it just made so many things clear to people that I know. But mm. because we are dead in sin, um, Ephesians 2, 1 through 2, you want to read that? Yeah. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you previously lived according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. So... um you can kind of see why, what that means, being dead in sin. We have no spiritual life within us without Christ. Um, everything we do is sin because we're not doing it for God's glory. Mm-hmm. Um, unless we are made new in Christ, unless we accept Christ and we are spiritually transformed, we will always fall short of the glory of God. Um, and this doesn't mean that you can't be a good person. And be a non-believer. So this is where... Because I have always questioned that. Because I know Mm. people who are non-believers. And they're really good people, you know. They're, you know, thoughtful. Our husbands are two of them. Yes. (laughs) But this just means that even the kindest person in the world... um, Gandhi, you know. He was a really good person. Um, Even the kindest person in the world... Is still a sinner if they do not believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Without Christ, they are spiritually dead. And doing good deeds for the world, even if it's good because they think it's what's good for the world, not necessarily... I mean, a lot of people do good deeds because it's selfishness. They want it for their glory. But some people do it because they say, this is what's good for the world. Mm -hmm. But if any time you're doing something that's good for other than God's glory, Mm -hmm. that, or because of your faith in God and your love for God, then that is a sin. Mm -hmm. Well, in that Romans 8, 8, says those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And like you just said, like without the power of God, God's spirit working in you, we remain self-centered and self-gratifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even the things that we do that are good outside of the spirit are because we are wanting some type of selfish payoff 
for ourselves. Yes, yeah. If it's not, or for like our family or something, yeah. you know. Um, and yeah, and that I think it's an interesting, like, just the whole topic of non-believers. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting just to think about because there's so many different thoughts on non-believers within every church. Mm-hmm. Like what happens and are they good people? Or are they bad people? And I think it's sad, um, just the different outlooks that you can see because it's the, like the same self-gratifying and self-centeredness happens with a lot of Christians. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and just, I mean, I was taught because we still have that battle between flesh yeah, and spirit. Yeah. yeah. And I was taught that like, you don't associate with non-believers. You mm-hmm. like they're going to hell, and you don't want to go with them. Blah blah blah. And like bottom line, they'll is drag you down. Them. Exactly. Yeah. And while I think that that can happen, because mm-hmm. I mean, God does say surround yourself with, I mean, things that are good, mm-hmm. and like don't associate with evil doers. But it's a, such a sad outlook to have of like that separation, because like they are also God's creation. Yeah. And like we're. We should be taking care of God's creation, and that also means human beings. Yes, and like yeah, be, not just animals. Yeah, and the earth. <laughs> humans are kind of a big part of that. They're the only ones with souls. Yeah, or spirits that you know. So I I like that because it's just if you're not spending time around non-believers. And if they are good people, because, mm-hmm. yeah, don't associate yourself with gangsters who go and Murder rob banks, people. okay? Yeah, probably shouldn't hang out with them. But a good person who you know and you know they make good choices and they're good people and the only thing that's missing is God, mm-hmm. you could be that you one thing that leads them to the God. Yeah. Okay, they're already halfway there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. when that, Kathy just did a study, uh, I can't remember what the study was called, but it was Priscilla Shire. Oh, the voice the of last God. One. And she made a point in there that was really good about why people can be good people who mm-hmm. don't believe in God. And it's because they were still made in God's image. So they still have his like moral, if you will, likeness. DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that that's everyone alive today is capable of his likeness. It's just impossible to show his complete likeness without knowing him. Yeah. Yeah. And having that personal relationship mm-hmm. with him. And that is what Christians are supposed to be doing and yes. showing his likeness to those people and showing them. Mm-hmm. Like our pastor always says, people should be asking you, why are you like that? Yeah. Why are you so different? <laughs> why are you why so are nice? You, different? Why yeah. are you, you know? Yeah. What's different about you? They should see that. Um, and uh, I found a verse that it pretty much is saying, whatever is not <clears throat> from your faith in God is sin. Um, so this is like proof that, if you, whatever you're doing does not come from your faith in God, it is sin. Um, but whoever doubts stands condemned if he eats. Whoever doubts stands condemned if he eats. Because his eating is not from faith. And everything that is not from faith is sin. And I feel like this even this applies to not only non-believers. Believe, it applies yeah. to Christians, Christians too, okay? Um, this hit me. Because it's like, I struggle a lot with... I guess I'll say gluttony, mm. but you know, I eat, I, I, I know that I shouldn't eat things that are unhealthy for me all the time. I know that's not what good, that's not how God wants me to feel my body, but I do it because I want it. Mm. I just want it that, well, that's not from faith. That's from selfishness mm-hmm. and pride. So that is a sin and that's for Christians and 
non-believers. Where do you, where do you think pride comes in in that? Just like wanting what you want and feeling like you deserve it? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I worked hard all day. And I want a flipping chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, I already had five today, but who cares? <laughs> That's pride. There's a lot of selfish, rebellious pride is what it is. It's rebellious pride. Like, I'll do what I want. And, um, and then I'll feel bad about it later. <laughs> Because I'm not saying I don't feel bad about it. Because I know I know what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's just like anything. And eating right here is just what it says in Romans. But Paul was just using that because everybody yeah. eats. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, that goes for anything you do, you know. Even if you're going to church and you're doing it because you want to do it for your parents or your wife mm-hmm. or your husband. Or, you know, you're doing it because you want to look good. Mm-hmm. That's not from faith. That is from selfishness mm-hmm. and pride, and I think that right there, like the why behind what you're doing, mm-hmm. is my biggest thing. Like, I know right now that I should probably be working out and trying to get back into shape, mm-hmm. but I don't want to do it for myself or for I was gonna say or for God. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't even want to address it or talk yeah. to him about it. Just keep it tucked like, back I'm there. Just like, I'm good. <laughs> We're not gonna think about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go do laundry. Like, that why has to change for me to mm-hmm. get there. And I just I just haven't worked through it yet, guys. Yeah. Well, you guys, look up. If you struggle with that, because, and I, I struggle with that. Charity, seriously, okay? <laughs> Revelation Wellness. Uh, it is life-changing. It will change your why of why you're working out. There's all, I mean, there's workouts on there that are solely, like, just workouts. But there's also workouts on there that they are reading the word and they are praying in it and they have christian music going and it turns into a worship service rather than you're doing it because that's what the world tells you to do you know that's my biggest thing is that the world tells you you need to be fit you need to look a certain way that's not a good enough motivation i just want to be able to like run to my mailbox and back (laughs) yes exactly and god wants you to be able to do that too (laughs) yeah or like get it off the couch without going oh well in her book, the girl that created Revelation Wellness, Elisa Keaton, she has a book called Wellness Revelation, and she talks about how do you want to be 80 years old and be in a wheelchair because you have let your body be destroyed your whole life, and how are you going to serve God up to, like, do you want to keep serving God through your whole entire life? Mm. Like, when you're 80 years old, do you want to be able to go out and serve God? You can still serve God in a wheelchair. That's yeah. fine. But do you want to be serving God Are you putting wheelchair? yourself in a wheelchair as God putting in a wheelchair? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I wrote it down, and I haven't, I have not looked at Revelation Wellness because I don't want to... <laughs> Same reason why I won't stop eating cookies. <laughs> no, but I need to. It's a hard issue. saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Recorded. you did. You did. <laughs> you hear that, people? You did the one. You did. I did it for a while. You like, did I like just, the YouTube videos. I just tried, yeah. yeah. Well, I got. Well, no, I did the. The seven day detox. The seven day detox. But it, I don't. I didn't even do it for seven days. Mm-hmm. I don't. So I don't know if that's what it was. I did mm-hmm. the thing. I think it was just like the three-day thing where uh-huh. they sent you a video for three yeah. days to try it. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Well, she also has podcasts that you can listen to, and she calls it Revving the Word. And she she reads the word to you and like almost gives you a lesson while you she encourages you to go for a walk mm. or run on a treadmill or clean your closet out or something, you know. Do something active yeah, while you're listening closet. to it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that will be something that will help you have a why. You just cleaned your closet, though, so you can't do that. Yeah, I just... <laughs> 
I just had to clean my closet. <laughs> yeah, because it broke. Yeah. Okay, back to what we were saying. <laughs> that was a good plug for Revelation Wellness, but you guys, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Jesus is who we were just talking about. Jesus. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Yeah. Jesus came to fulfill the law. And I think it was so interesting when I was going over my notes is that he was able to boil down when he came and taught every single one of these 360. 316, 313 laws into one that was the most important. Mm-hmm. A human who always loves God by always loving others, and by always loving others, you are always loving God. Mm-hmm. So God called us to do this in the Old Testament and in the New, mm-hmm. and he knew that we couldn't do it, so he sent Jesus to model it for us, and then, as you guys know, give us someone who would be with us on the daily mm-hmm. to help us. Yep. So... Segway. <laughs> We're really good at those, Charity. <laughs> the battle of flesh and spirit. So in order to live out God's law in a way that is not sin, we need the Holy Spirit, our helper. Um, on our own, we struggle to do what is good, even when we intend to. That's because our flesh mm-hmm. is at war with our spirit. A war that can't be won without God's, God's spirit living inside of us. Which I just, I just love that. Mm-hmm. I just love that. So, Charity, this is a longer verse. Yeah. Romans seven fourteen through 18. Uh, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold as a slave to sin. For I do not understand what I am doing, because I do not practice what I want to do, but I do what I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, I agree with the law that it is good. So now I am no longer the one doing it. But it is sin living in me. For I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my flesh. For the desire to do what is good is with me, but there is no ability to do it. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a that's a like a punch that to is, the gut. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't know how many of you guys relate to this verse, but I read it and I just go, Man, yeah. Like I have every intention of doing, doing what good, is yeah. right. But then the morning comes, and I my kids are screaming, and I have to drag them out the door, and then I'm like, okay, there goes my desire to do what's right. I need a coffee and yeah. a bagel. <laughs> and that, it's just, like, when we, we, this scripture, we came across it when we were at a retreat. And when Kathy said it, I don't know why I never thought about, like, this internal battle that's going on. Mm-hmm. Truly being internal. And, like, like our flesh, mm-hmm. our body that you can, like, pinch and touch is housing our spirit. Mm-hmm. And the two are literally connected and literally at war with one another. Yes. And, I mean, you think about sugar addictions, alcohol addictions, drug addictions. That is your flesh, mm-hmm. okay? That is your physical body being addicted to something. But... Also, your spirit, your spirit, your spirit is inside cringing and screaming, yeah. wanting free from this addiction. That yeah. is a, I mean, it's a war. Your inside spirit of you. is like the ant under the, what is this thing? Magnifying glass in the yeah. sun. Yes. Like yeah. we are just torturing it with every and freaking like snort of the It just nose shows or... how your health affects your spiritual condition. <laughs> yes. And we just had cookies before this podcast. <laughs> That was my fault. I feel um, like every podcast there is one scripture that really like sticks out, and I just like as soon as I get done reading mm-hmm. it, I feel like I'm just screaming mm-hmm. conviction. 
constantly in my head and God is like, read this and just like really read it. Just really read it and then and just think about think it. Think about what I'm telling you and just read it again and again and again yes. and see how wrong you are in your doings. <laughs> and this is it for me. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is the one. Yeah. Like we are so at war mm-hmm. and we can plan every intention and that is where the disconnect is. We plan it. Yeah. We think that we, we're like, yeah, well, I know the steps to take to not eat sugar. Yes. Just don't have it in the house. Yeah. That's my step. But, but then, then you're not you even go. doing anything yeah. in your spirit. You're just removing Moving. the option. Yeah. But you can go buy it anyway. Exactly. You know? I can go buy it. Or I go to Where's your self-control where? when it comes to work? Yes, yeah. exactly. All, your work especially. <laughs> there are always freaking treats at my work. I hate it. I've been so good, though, at not getting it. I had one cookie there because when I was mm-hmm. in one of the pastor's offices, he said, these cookies are like magic to me. And I don't understand them, but I love them. And I was like, I have to eat one now. <laughs> what is to. this magic? <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it was one of those moments where I was really disappointed after I <laughs> You were like, you built the stuff. Yeah. And it wasn't even that good. And I just ate sugar because yeah, of Yeah, like it. three things. Not as good as he described it. I'm also wondering how like descriptive his sermons come out and how much of it. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. And how much of it is really like, meh. And he's just describing it really well. Also, I need to make him cookies because those were nothing special. <laughs> You're like, how often do you eat cookies? (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Back to Romans, because later in the rest of this chapter 7, it talks more about this, about the war. Mm. So, for in my inner self I delight in God's law, but I see a different law in the parts of my body, waging war against the law of my mind, and taking me prisoner to the law of sin in the parts of my body. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Another thing, your body. Lust. That's mm-hmm. a big thing with your body. Yeah. Like You can have a lust for all sorts of things with your body um, that are sinful. You know, mm-hmm. that, you're, are, that you know deep down, this is wrong. This is not healthy. What I'm doing is not healthy. But yet you still continue to do it because mm-hmm. your body wants it. Your body becomes addicted to it. Yeah, they like sugar. This mm-hmm. blew my mind when I thought about it. But anything that you're doing mm-hmm. that you get like that instant like, rush from yeah, what's when the, your body a releases that the are, dopamine. Yeah. Your body can start, like you can overdose your body with dopamine mm-hmm. to where like the things that you're doing yeah, yeah. start to not have as much effect yeah and you have to continuously do more and they can actually just dole out your receptors to that thing yeah just completely so Mm -hmm. you're just continually eating trying to get to that high yeah or doing whatever (laughs) you're trying to get to that and get to doing other things with your body (laughs) yeah i'm sure you guys know yeah (laughs) and then it just like you there comes a point where you can't get that from it anymore because you have complete your body doesn't realize like when it needs to, which causes depression, and, yeah, and people start to go, I feel nothing because I have lived this way for so long. I now cannot feel anything mm-hmm. because my body is all whacked out. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, sugar, again, sugar is such a bad thing, and that can cause anxiety and depression. I mean, it messes with your whole entire body, and if you don't think what you do with your body affects your spirit. 
look up reasons for depression and anxiety and you'll mm-hmm. find out differently because they're finding more and more that what you take into your body and do with your body links to those things. Yeah. So that just shows that your spirit is so intertwined with everything. Mm-hmm. So this is why Jesus had to die. <laughs> um, he took our place. Because of our cookies. Because <laughs> of our cookies. <laughs> Sugar. In more ways than one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All of those cookies. <laughs> Um, he took our place on the cross so that we could be reconciled to God. He gave us freedom from our bondage to our flesh. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing where I try to really remember that when I'm in that struggle of, I want another cookie or I want mm-hmm. a sugary coffee drink or, um, you know, I want what I want. I'm free from those things because God gave us the, gave me the gift of this, his spirit. I have the spirit living inside of me. And he will help me overcome my sin and live like Christ. Mm. Um, well, and that, I think we didn't even say this in the beginning, but when we talk about flesh or fleshly desires, we're just talking about natural tendencies to sin. Yeah. And like the things that we want because we want them, not because they're good for us or because God says that you should have them. There's yeah. Really, not many things God says you should have. <laughs> really, besides <laughs> an abundant life. An ab- well, yeah. Besides, like the yeah. abundance that He'll give you from following yeah. Him. <laughs> There's lots of things He says He'll give you. Yeah. There's not lots of things yeah. that that we are. Um, what's the word? Millennials entitled. feel entitled. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can say that because I'm technically a millennial. Okay, but um, yeah, they feel entitled. People feel entitled in this generation. And God does not anywhere say that you earned this, you deserve this. Mm-hmm. He says, I will give this to you because I love you, mm-hmm. but you did nothing to earn it. I mean, that is called grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. What the law could not do, since it was weakened by the flesh, God did. He condemned sin in the flesh by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh as a sin offering, in order that the law's requirement would be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. That was Romans 8, 1-4. through 4. Mm-hmm. And remember that if you do believe in Jesus and you have his Spirit living inside of you, that means you can do what he did. Mm-hmm. And Jesus lived a life of free of sin, even though he had the war waging, raging inside of him also. Yeah, and I think we pointed this out. I don't know if it was the last one or the one I before, think so. but we pointed out God didn't have the spirit until he was like 30. Yeah. <laughs> so before that, he was doing it all on his own. Mm-hmm. We have the spirit. Like, mm-hmm. we have never been without it. This millennial, mm-hmm. since we were just talking about them, generation has always had it. And we're yep. just right there. Yeah. And that it's so easy. I think people don't realize when I became a Christian, I was just totally expecting everything to be easy. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's yeah. going to be so easy. And I'll be perfect. Do, yeah. I'll never do anything wrong. Yeah. But it's so easy to ignore the spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't know why no one, as soon as you become a Christian, talks about the battle. Yeah. So now you're going to have this battle. fight yeah. going on inside you. And you Congratulations. have to choose which way. We're at war now. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. You just entered into battle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah. No. And that's... I think 
the one, the scripture that you said over here, Romans fourteen twenty three, can mm-hmm. also be applied just in this section too. Mm-hmm. Whoever doubts stand condemns, stands condemned. Like that, we so badly want to doubt that God can help us through these things mm-hmm. because we really want to just please ourselves any way we see fit. Yep. Yeah. God's not helping me. I'm just gonna do it because mm-hmm. I'm I'm here alone. I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not true. Not true at all. Mm-hmm. Well, and just even here, he lays it out in Romans. He sent his son as a sin offering in order that the law's requirement would be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh. Mm-hmm. But according to the spirit. Yep. It's like he's saying. Yep. I'm here. I'm yeah. doing it. Walk with me. Yeah. We're free or, from the law of sin and death, too. I love that. Let me walk with you. Yeah. God isn't calling us somewhere specific. He's calling us right where we are. Yep. And just live it out with him. Yeah. He's like, I'm meeting you here, and now let me guide you. Mm-hmm. It's not like, okay, I'm meeting you here. I fixed you. You're good to go. Now go out and do things. Yeah. Well, and that, I think <laughs> one of the great things about God is he doesn't, he doesn't, I don't want to say doesn't care, but He's not worried about with where you are right now because mm-hmm. he knows where he can get you and he knows who you'll be and like what you can do when you yeah. get there. He knows your potential. Yeah. And we doubt so much. We doubt ourselves. We doubt him. But if we would just listen to the spirit, that nudge, you know, which we're going to talk about in our next, you know, mm-hmm. how you, how you do that and how you kind of recognize it. But if we would just listen it to it, we would miss we would just miss so many bumps in the road, first mm-hmm. of all. And we would have such an abundant and exciting life. That's one thing that I discovered. We just came back from our women's retreat. If you follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. you saw that. But we had a lady speaking, Kim Meter, if you haven't heard of her. Um, she's awesome. She owns a horse ranch in Bend, Oregon, where she um it's called Crystal Crystal Lake Ranch. I don't know. I don't don't listen to names. Those things just go right out of my head. You're lucky I even remember her name. Okay, you guys. (laughs) Kim, I knew, but I've had a lot of people repeat her name lately, so I'm good. But she has a ranch where she has um, at-risk youth or youth who have horrible lives that she comes and like does they do therapy together with horses who have been abused mm-hmm. and kids who have been abused and they meet in the middle and it's just like a big healing thing but um she also has written many books she came and spoke at our women's retreat and she's just talking about her life and how just full and all the experiences she's had just by following God mm-hmm. and what he's directed her to and it's like if anybody thinks being a Christian is boring because there's just all these rules to follow, <laughs> you are so wrong. Yeah. If you actually live the life that God has for you, it is exciting and it's fun and it's abundant. And it's like even just you see things differently. Mm-hmm. You see the humdrum everyday things differently because you're doing it from a servant's heart and you're mm-hmm. doing it from the Holy Spirit empowering you to do it yeah even parenting which can be so monotonous and disheartening when you see your kids respond to Mm. god and the things that you have taught them about god 
that is just the most exciting thing in the world. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Deli- oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't say this earlier. <laughs> Delilah, Saturday night, we were reading her um, her Bible, just her little kid's Bible, mm-hmm. and it was the where Jesus is hanging on the cross, and mm-hmm. it shows him all like owies everywhere. Mm-hmm. I say owies because yeah. that's what she said. <laughs> but she, she brought it over to me, and she was just flipping through it. We weren't, we weren't reading it. She was just looking at it, and she like pointed to him. She goes, who is this? And I was like, that's Jesus. And she goes, why does he have so many owies all over his body? <laughs> and I was like, Delilah, they tortured him. I was like, they, she was, <laughs> she's so cute. She goes, with like knives? Because <laughs> we were just talking about how knives are sharp and you shouldn't play yeah. with them. With knives? <laughs> she's like thinking of that. Like I'm never touching a knife. And I don't know why, but I felt like I really needed to describe mm-hmm. what they did to him. So I was mm-hmm. talking about like the whips and like what they put on mm-hmm. the end of the whips and how it just like ripped his flesh off of his bones. Mm-hmm. And like you could see with everything I said mm-hmm. for like like her just Shock. taking it in. Yeah. And like she and she asked, she mm-hmm. goes, "Is that because in the picture it shows him crying?" Mm-hmm. And she said, "Is that why he's crying?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Delilah, he's crying because he loved us mm-hmm. and he knew that what he was doing is going still to broke like, his heart." Yeah. yeah said he he knows that what he is doing is going to bring us closer mm-hmm. and she like just she was it was so crazy to see her span of emotions mm-hmm. go from like really worried about who this guy is and why he's so broken <laughs> <laughs> and like just terrified as I'm telling mm-hmm. her what's happening or what they did to him and then to like and then thankful. just pure like joy mm-hmm. and she was so like she was so happy Aww. and kind of like I don't want to yeah. say laughing but she was kind of giggling because about she it recognized the love afterwards. yeah, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I, like, I still, I don't know if she got it, but just, Mm -hmm. like, seeing her go with, through it with Mm -hmm. me, I was like, man, that. Yeah. I, to see them, first of all, asking questions about that makes Mm -hmm. me excited. But then, yeah, for them to recognize, like, this is Jesus, he's God, but Mm -hmm. why is he sad? Like, God, why is God sad? And to realize, wow, he was actually human. And this happened to him. And, like, it almost, like, makes them put themselves in that place. And to be like, I wouldn't do that for everybody. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I've had Johnny ask me when he sees Jesus crying. He asked that same thing. Like, why is he crying? And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I said. And today, tonight, actually, Johnny, it just him saying, I want to read the Fruits of the Spirit book. (laughs) I was just like... Gosh, you're not even three years yeah. old, and you know what the fruits of the spirit are. <laughs> that is one of that's mm-hmm. actually one of Delilah's favorite books. Yeah, and she wants. She really thinks that like the fruit corresponds with like the thing. Like it's the pineapple or something on yeah. kindness. So she's every time she's a pineapple, she goes kind. Let's be kind. <laughs> I'm like that you're works. Like, I'll take Never. it yeah. if it helps you remember the fruits of the spirit. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, Johnny. We always when we read it, he wants to think of scenarios mm. of when he shows love or when he mm-hmm. can be kind and though he like plays it out or actually we had a really good conversation about self-control because at the end it says when your mom your parent tells you no and you obey that's showing good self-control or something like that and that's that's when I was like Johnny do you think you showed good self-control at the store and he was like yeah I was like remember what happened like he'd already forgotten yeah and so I had to remind him and then he was like no (laughs) no I didn't but he looked remorseful and I was just like that is good that is recognizing your need for God pretty much you know knowing something you can show 
instead of a fit when mom and dad say no. I can't mm-hmm. remember. It rhymes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the whole me. thing rhymes. Yeah. And I always start out the beginning of it, <laughs> like, with a country accent for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but I love that book, and so yeah. does Johnny. So. Yeah, that that is such a good book. That and I Can Be Kind are so good. Mm-hmm. We'll post pictures of them in the comments because I cannot remember the exact names and the authors but I don't know the authors but it is the fruits of the spirit yeah and I love like at the end the prayer that they do like the oh yeah there's a whole yeah like description about, of the like, vine and when everything when Jesus lives in you mm-hmm. and me like that's when the fruits begin to grow so yeah I can't yeah that, it but. just points it all back to God yeah. and how you need the God to have the fruits of the spirit you don't just have them yeah they come from the knowing God so, that is pretty much the end of part one, right, Journey? End of part one and some extras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of extras, but hey, that's the, part, the fun part of this podcast, right? <laughs> um, don't tell us any differently. <laughs> My feelings will be hurt. <laughs> but the next ep- episode, we will be discussing living in the spirit and not the flesh and discussing some ways you can use the Holy Spirit in everyday life. Um, we would love to hear some ways you struggle living in the spirit. And, um, if you, you know, want to message us those or even post them as comments, that's up to you. Um, we will discuss some of those anonymously in our next podcast. Um, or if you comment on our Facebook, then we will say your name because your name's already on our Facebook, but we'll give you a shout out. There you go. Um, so yeah, just let us know if there's some ways that you are struggling living in the spirit. And if you like want some biblical advice, that would not be our advice. It would be based off of what the word says, yeah. just FYI. Um, and God tells us to say, but yeah, if you want some like tips on that, let us know. Alrighty. Um, what is our email address? Macchiatomoms at gmail.com? Yeah, you can email us, comment on Facebook, or message on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. With any questions or to give us your struggles. And thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if our cat was loud. Just once. <laughs> it was a lot better this time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.